superhero landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And uh, for the third time in three weeks, we are discussing Captain Marvel. <laughs> yep. uh, we've gone the Marvel route and talked to the actual Captain Marvel and Marvel uh, with the Brie Larson movie, which is soaring. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. By the time this hits, it's probably hit a billion dollars. I think it was at like 760, uh, 760 million, which is ridiculous. Uh, in 12 days is astronomical and still not the fastest to a billion dollars you know you think about it you hear 12 days 760 million dollars and you know you think maybe 15 16 days is gonna hit a billion a jurassic world right i think so which is wild like yeah. you would have thought like force awakens or something like that would have hit a billion dollars quicker but then we did our review yes and uh now we're doing captain marvel preview uh for shazam uh the the og captain marvel yes um, and there's going to be some history in this episode because uh, I went balls deep in the Shazam lore. I'm talking Fawcett Comics balls deep uh, because we're going to talk about um, the movie with Zachary Levi and a bunch of kids. And then we're going to talk. Uh, maybe we'll talk some trailers at the end. But let's get into because there's a lot of trailers that have been gracing the, the lovely internets. But let's talk Shazam. Captain Marvel or Shazam as he is referred to now to avoid confusion, first appeared in February 1940 in Get This Chuck Wiz Comics number 2 from Fawcett Comics, uh, a now-defunct comic company from the 1940s based out of New York. Uh, Fawcett Comics saw success through its comic book films, actually the first company to make comic book adaptation for films in the 40s and the 50s, and is most known for its Captain Marvel character and Captain Midnight, so a lot of captains coming out of Fawcett Comics. Created by C.C. Beck and Bill Parker, Shazam, or Captain Marvel, was the highest-selling superhero comic in the 1940s, outselling Superman, and showed no signs of stopping as Fawcett decided to expand the franchise with the additions of the Marvel family, Mary Marvel, and Captain Marvel Jr., all of which we will talk about in this episode. And then Shazam was the first superhero to be featured in a film uh, called The Adventures of Captain Marvel, with Tom Tyler playing Captain Marvel and Frank Coughlin Jr., playing Billy Batson. You ever seen that movie? No. I know what you're talking about. We'll have to see if it's a number one. Maybe a box office flashback <laughs> podcast can review it. And then in 1953, this is where things get murky and the legalities come out. Uh, DC filed a copyright infringement suit against Fawcett Comics, citing the similarities between Captain Marvel and Super. This led Fawcett Comics to cease publication of any Captain Marvel comics. And in 1972, DC Comics had licensed the Marvel family and due to another licensing conflict, rebranded Captain Marvel to Shazam. And by 1991, DC had acquired all the rights and all the characters from Fawcett Comics, thus leading to where we are now. With that being said, Chuck, how familiar are you with Shazam? In like the last Captain Marvel we talked about, I didn't know much about it all. The, um, Shazam and this Captain Marvel, uh, I knew a little bit. I know um, I never own any Shazam comics, but I primarily know him from the DC animated stuff. Yeah, he's big in that. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, a tool in it, too. Like, yeah. more of like, he's a kid. He's a 14-year-old kid. And he's, you know, plays second fiddle to Superman a lot, right? Yeah. And then he, he's been in different ones like um, Justice League War. Yeah, that's the best one he was in, I think. Yeah. That's the one where him and Black Adam and Superman had that crazy fight, right? No, that's the... Um, I think it was like Shazam, Superman and Shazam first. Okay. Like, I we, think it's a short. We need that fight to happen on the big screen. Oh, yeah. I'm just, and we have one character that's like confirmed. 
Yeah. We don't know what's happening with The Rock. We don't know what's happening with Henry Cavill. We'll call him the stone. We just got Zach Levi. Yeah. It's actually called Superman slash Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Great. We need it. And it's amazing. Yeah. I think I saw a, um, there's an Instagram clip of a fight choreographer who took that fight exactly and put it into like an Asian fighting movie. Yeah. And the, the way it was captured was truly amazing. Uh, I'll have to find out what that is. I think it might have been Wolf Warrior 2. That movie that hit like seventeen billion dollars over yeah. in China, uh, but I think it was that one where they were like like Tony Jaa and all those people were in it, and they're just going ham. Yeah, yeah, I know him from that, and then like I said, Just League War, he was vooced by Sean Astin. Yeah, and um, who would have thought Bob Newby would have been Shazam? <laughs> yeah, I mean he does have like a kid friendly voice. Yeah, uh, and when I when I think Shazam, I'm thinking like deep growl voice. I mean, you got all the powers of these gods. No, fucking no, Bob Newby, like. And the way they've betrayed Shazam, he's not this, hey, how you doing? I'm Shazam. Yeah. It's like. It's a prepubescent boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think big. Yeah. And that's probably, the, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, Shazam the movie looks like a huge superhero knockoff of big. Yeah. And I think David uh, Sandberg said, like, that was one of our main influences. Yeah. And then the only other thing I remember him, he was, um, had a decent storyline in the video game Injustice. Yeah. Gods of Mods. And I'm not going to give spoilers, but... The first Injustice? Yeah. That's 14 years old. You can give spoilers. It's okay. Superman killed him. Yeah. Uh, which is what DC probably hopes yep. for Superman. And, like, for me, like, I, I know Shazam. Like, I, you know how I know Shazam. Yep. I love Shazam, um, mainly because I'm an underdog guy. Um, I'm not... We've talked about this. I'm not a big fan of Superman. Uh, yeah, I think no, he's too pure. I think he's too... Uh, there's no gray for Superman. It's either white or black, and he's super white. Um, where Shazam... You know, he, he's fun. He's kind of does his own thing, but I know Shazam. I knew Shazam before actually seeing Shazam. I knew Shazam because of the lawsuit and the history behind it. Because like the Fawcett stuff, like Fawcett came out and was crushing it. Like, yeah, Shazam kind of looked like Superman, but then again, like, so does Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne looks like Clark Kent. You know what I mean? You have a buff white guy with black hair. That's your, that's your template for superheroes back then. The, the template wasn't to go astray. There weren't a lot of women comics. There weren't a lot of uh, minorities in comics. And you're thinking about it, You're like, what, what do we do? Oh, we make a white guy with black hair. Okay, so you got Don Draper as a superhero. Then DC's like, no, 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 no. Now you're, you're, con- you're rivaling us. You're absolute competition. And what happens is they have so much money in their big Superman, Batman family that they can pretty much buy your character and, yep. and force you out of business. And that's so what they did. It's kind of like what Walmart – like. DC is the Walmart of comic books. You know, DC came in and moved the mom and pop faucet out. And that's how I knew Shazam because it was like, you have this character, DC got, you know, got pretty much uh, threatened by, bought it out and then said, nah, you're a B team now. Like you're as strong as Superman. You have all, you may be stronger than Superman, um, but you're, you're the B team. And I get it. You know, that, that's fine. You know, that's, yeah, because that's what DC wants to do. They know, don't want to th- feel threatened. Faucet made good money with Shazam, but they didn't make DC money because DC had Batman and all their other stuff. Yeah. Most of this stuff's like post-war yeah, or like mid-war, like between the wars or whatever. I don't have a timeline. Um, but you know, DC's out there. They had years with Superman and Batman. Yeah. Like that's all they needed. And Wonder Woman came a little bit later, but they were like, you know what? We're going to Walmart this bitch and we're going to move you out. So bye-bye mom and pop. And here you go. It's all right. I, I like Shazam. And for that, you know, I kind of like Shazam more than the, the big two because of, you know, he's the ultimate underdog in comics. Mm-hmm. And thinking of his powers, which we're going to talk about, 
you wouldn't think he's the underdog. You think he would be like the lead. And he's the yeah. you know he's the the what's what's the opposite of underdog favorite. He's the favorite, but no, no, he's a bodyguard to Superman. So the Injustice storyline, where one he's got one of the best costumes in yeah. the Injustice storyline. Um, he has a crazy history in the comics that we're about to get into, but you know the animated stuff has really kept that character alive. You know he's in Young Justice uh, season one or two for a brief second. You know, you've seen him in Justice League Go and Justice League, or not Justice, Justice League Action. You've seen him in these shows, but we're finally getting him before uh, another, a new Batman movie and a Superman movie, which is, yeah. uh, which is pretty important. We're getting him before, I mean, the Flash. We haven't seen a Flash, we haven't seen a Flash movie ever, right? No. There's the 90s series and then the TV show, but, you know, we're getting Shazam before the Flash. And I mean, that might be all because of circumstances that have happened across DCEU, but, that's cool. It's cool to know. So let's talk comics. I know you kind of jumped ahead so you didn't read any, but I'd like to talk about it a little bit. Shazam was the front of 150 successful Fawcett comics before leading to the DC run. So you've never read any Fawcett comics? No, not at all. Did you ever know? Did you ever hear about Fawcett comics? Um, actually, we've talked about this several times. <clears throat> Me and you about the lawsuit and all this. So mm-hmm. I knew it from you. Yeah, I'm pretty pro. Yeah, pro Shazam, uh, anti. And we've talked about it, I think, even way before the movie was ever made. Yeah, we come on. I've been talking Shazam since we started the podcast. I even have my – I'm not going to do it now because I'm a little hoarsed. But uh, my Shazam call – I love it. Dude, I could perfectly – I could be Shazam. Uh, I just need to get a muscle suit. Um, But in the 1960s and 70s, Shazam was seen guest spotting in several successful series like The Justice League of America. And then he guest starred uh, with Superman thanks to Roy Thomas. Now, that's when Marvel got – lost everybody essentially yeah. this is when kirby left this is when roy thomas left and he came over to dc and they were like yeah you worked for the competitors for a long time here's shazam like see what you can do with this this hunk of clay and he really like captured who shazam was but there was a lot of like it's kind of like when you have your own show and the network gets in and they're like nah nah here's your notes you you can't do that with it and it didn't it really like went to another writer and that was carmine uh, infantino uh, who attempted to revive the uh, Captain Marvel series, but then Marvel Comics comes in and is like, oh no, that has Marvel in the name. And they hit um, DC with the season's assist leading to the change of a title from Captain Marvel to The World's Mightiest Mortal. I like that, Nate. It's not I like, bad. I like it better. It, it honestly gives you a chance to uh, f- feel that anybody is capable of being super. Yeah. Because you're not a Kryptonian, like you're a mortal. Um, and then... This led to Shazam number 15, where we get the branding Shazam. Shazam uh, later went on to have his own series in 1973, which had some new stories, but a lot of reprints from the Fawcett days. And with the DC multiverse in full effect, DC revived the Marvel family after 20 years in a suspended animation. And you know who kept them in a suspended animation? Dr. Savannah, who we're actually going to see. And the revitalization of Shazam began. He was heavily rewritten in the late 70s and more realistic stories with the 1980, uh, sorry, and had more realistic stories. And then with the 1985 Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we're going to be getting in the CW universe uh, coming soon, uh, Shazam became a member of the DC universe along with the entire Marvel family. So it really took like almost 30 years for them to include this guy into the the core. Uh, Still didn't have the rights to everybody yet. And, you know, we still had six more years, but Shazam was now a member of the Justice League in the 80s. And Roy Thomas and Dan Thomas with Tom Mandrake decided to alter origin stories for Black Adam, Uncle Dudley, Dr. Savant and the Wizard Shazam to make them more current and fit in the modern DC universe. 
the 80s or the 90s and the 80s saw a slowdown for Shazam as he was featured in crossover events, graphic novels, and tri- and the trials of Shazam. God damn it, this is gonna be a rough one. Mm-hmm. And the trials of Shazam. Uh, and it wasn't until 2018 when Jeff Johns was tasked with reviving the character in comic book form ahead of the feature film. You never picked up the Jeff Johns one? No. I picked it up. It wasn't, um, it didn't grab me. So I'm not current on it. I think they're like five or six, maybe four or five yeah. uh, issues in. It was good, but not great. We talked about that in one of our preview episodes. Yeah. It was like one of, it was our first preview episode. I and I, I know the cover because I've seen it, but I just never picked it up. Yeah. It, and it's about the, it's just pretty much the same thing. It's like you're getting this, the movie essentially in a comic book form. And I'd rather see the movie. Yeah. And I like Jeff Johns. And I think, you know, he takes a lot of pride in the underdogs as well because I feel like he kind of feels like he's an underdog. Uh, but it wasn't for me. So you have never read any Shazam comics? No. Have you ever read comics with Shazam in it? Uh, Injustice ones. He-Man had yeah. a Shazam. Dude, I was going to be so pissed if you didn't say that. <laughs> the Masters of the Universe vs. Injustice had two people take the Shazam mantle. Yeah. And every time Shazam was on that, I was like, God damn it. More Shazam. Like, that movie needs to happen. Yes. Why that's not a movie now? Yeah. It blows my mind. Speaking of He-Man, we're going to go on a sidebar. I posed the question to you. We talked about the the kid from, I don't know, what's he, from 13 Reasons Why? I don't I know. I think I've he's from a teen show. Okay. Uh, one of which that you and I probably never watch. He's front runner for, uh, for He-Man. Doesn't look anything like He-Man. No. Doesn't even have blonde hair. That's like the first thing that you're like, oh, we're going to get a brunette as He-Man. And I understand the concept of dye, but no, get a <laughs> natural blonde. I posed the question to Twitter, who should be our He-Man? And I went to Instagram with it too. I got a couple of requ- replies. Two people said Chris Hemsworth. Yep. Um, you and I say Chris Hemsworth. Yep. We know it's not going to happen. No. Uh, I mean, I mean, it could. I mean, Chris Hemsworth seems to be like, I'll take whatever role I want to. And he's got a new fitness app. So maybe he's like, oh, I got to stay big and maybe not do Rush. Rush 2 or whatever it was. Remember the movie <laughs> he did where he got real skinny? Or like the boat movie where he was like uh, Captain Part Ahab. Of the ocean or yeah, something. Yeah, he was like Captain Ahab. Like Ron movie. Howard. Movie. Yeah, didn't do good at all. No. Uh, so Ron Howard, Howard's uh, 0 for 2 in his last two movies. Wasn't Rush a Ron Howard movie too? Yeah, maybe. He's 0 for 3. Because Solo wasn't that good. Solo was all right. It wasn't that good. It, it was, was better than the other ones. It was better than the other ones. But for a Star Wars movie, it's prequel. Prequel good. Right? It's on par with prequels. Then uh, one of our followers on, on Twitter said people are wanting Channing Tatum and Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law doesn't fit. But I'd rather have him than Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is out. And the only person who commented after that was Tom. And he's like, I don't want Channing anywhere. <laughs> um, he wanted uh, Scott Eastwood probably. No, no, no. He Well, he probably, he, I think he did say Scott Eastwood <laughs> in our live show. Uh, we did a live show. Yeah, you know man. this. We did a live show at the Philly uh, Wait, He was talking about him for Wolverine. He because, because looking at Scott Eastwood, he's prototype superhero. He's got the face. He's got the physique. He does not have the chops. No. And who who knows? He might be better than this kid that they're picking up. Yeah. But Chris Hemsworth is my my vote. But the follower on Twitter said Hayden Christensen or Ewan McGregor. It, what? He wanted to go like, and I understand his logic. He wanted to get somebody you haven't seen in a while who could use nice resurgence. I haven't seen Hayden Christensen since Jumper. Yeah, I love Jumper. Yeah. It's such a bad movie, but and, such a great movie yeah. at the same time when you're like, oh, wait, is that Kristen Stewart at the end? And it was. And you're like, oh, my God, is Samuel L. Jackson's in it? Which, I mean, he's in everything. Isn't Samuel L. Jackson in it? Yeah, I think Or so. Morgan Freeman? 
I don't know. I, don't know. I, I had it. I don't even know where I it still went. have it. I got it because Rachel Bilson was in it. But I haven't seen Christensen in so long. No, he did a T.I. movie a couple years ago. It was like Paper Chasers or something like. Was Chris Brown in that? Yeah. Oh, my God, where he jumped off the roof into the Brinks truck? Yeah, it was like they were like robbing banks or something. Pretty sure it was called Paper Chasers. Um, <laughs> awful. So it was after Jumper. Yeah. Okay. So we had one movie post Jumper, and it was Paper Chaser or Paper Trail, whatever the hell Ti's making these movies. Could he get big? Like that's the thing. Like anybody could be He Man. You just got to be fucking huge. No. All right. What about um, who was the other one? I said I told you. Ewan McGregor. No. I mean, he's getting Black Mask big for Gotham City. Science. I take Luke Hemsworth over anyone else. Oh, I don't know. It's gonna be. Why not just try Liam Hemsworth? Yeah. If you can't get the big dog, get the B player. Get the little dog. He can probably get big. Yeah, he's already tall. Yeah. And he's got some girth to him. He's got the Hemsworth jeans. We I'm should sure get Girth Hemsworth. <laughs> Bro, God, man. Yeah. But the Shazam cameo in the Masters of Universe Injustice was a oh shit moment. Yeah. Because, you know, we both love He-Man. And I love Shazam. He-Man-Zam. No, but Shazam also was... Skeletor. Yeah, it was Skeletor and He-Man-Zam. Yeah. Skelazam. Skelazam. Yeah. And all the costumes look great. Yeah. Like, I think what the, the issue is, is, is once they lost the hood to Shazam, they were like, oh, it's Superman. The hood makes it. The hood is awesome. And I'm so glad that they're going with the hood in this yeah. movie. I haven't seen him wear it, but well, he has it. There's that scene where he, he first turns into Shazam. And he's on the rooftop, and he is Zachary Levi. He's on the rooftop, and he comes up, and the hood is coming off. Okay. Oh, it's such a clean look. And he looks back, and he's looking back like, yeah, I got the hood on. And you know you know Zachary Levi is like, I'm all about this, because yeah. we're going to talk about that. But the only Shazam comics I have read are the same ones as you. I'm pretty sure he got a brief cameo in the – and no, in – um, yeah, he's probably in metal for sure. Uh, Dooms, uh, Doomsday Clock. I think there's a at least a picture of him. Yeah, I'm one behind on that. Okay, which has honestly, dude, you saw it on Instagram. Yeah, those panels are fucking beautiful. They are some of, and I've said it on Instagram, the Active Geek. Uh, those panels are some of the most beautiful panels I've ever seen. I would not mind getting all those panels in like poster form, and because like just think about it, Doom Patrol's in there, everybody's in there. Yeah, the question, the question's doing a Batman and Green Arrow storyline in comics coming out soon. Really? I'm pumped. All right. So Shazam, for me, like with Shazam comics, there weren't a lot going on in the 90s and, and 2000s. 2000, I wasn't really reading. So now I get the comics. I'm like, all right, let's find the Shazam comics. And you're like, yeah, you got to sell your firstborn to get a Shazam comic. Is DC Universe one of one? I don't think so. I I'm mean, they, they probably will. If it's not on now, I mean, because two weeks, we're going to see the movie in a day. Yeah, less than 24 hours. Yeah, uh, which is... Thank you, Fandango. Yes. Um, and apparently, a bunch of other people I know have already seen it. Really? Yeah. And gave it a 71, C-. And also gave Captain Marvel a 71, a C-. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's that's to each his own. I'm, I'm excited for it. We'll, we'll, we'll have a... I guess we'll talk about it on our Tuesday Dumbo episode if we like Shazam. Yeah. Um, not even th- if we don't like it, we talk about well, it. Well, I know I'm going to like it, but there's going to be no spoilers. We can't do spoilers no. because it's not even going to be out. Yeah. It's a one-day event. It's kind of like when I saw Aquaman for Arizona, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, they have two showtimes. Yeah, seven, four and seven. Four and seven across the board. Yeah. It At like 30 theaters. Yeah. A lot of people are going to see it. So, you know, if 
I'm excited for it. So let's talk Shazam, the character, move away from the comics. Shazam has powers bestowed on him after Billy Batson meets a, a wizard by the same name and says Shazam out loud. Um, he has the wisdom of Solomon, which is enhanced intellect, knowledge, and the focus of the gods. Strength of Hercules, superhuman strength. Uh, stamina of Atlas, which is superhuman stamina and invulnerability. You think uh, sturdiness? He's definitely sturdy. Uh, because Zeus, uh, he's got the power of Zeus. Zeus has to be sturdy. Um, he's the control. He has the control over unlimited magical lightning, immortality, energy manipulation, and spellcasting. I want to see the spellcasting because you don't really see a lot of that in the comics no. or the animated stuff. I'd like to see that. He's got the courage of Achilles, which is essentially indomitable will, and the speed of Mercury, which is super speed. Um, and if you guys aren't playing along at home, Shazam is an acronym. Uh, each letter is a letter of a god. Um, so what Solomon, Her- uh, Hercules. Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. I did that off top, and I'm looking right at it. Yeah. I forgot how to read for a second. And he also has the ability to teleport via the Rock of Eternity, uh, and this is the source of Shazam's powers and already confirmed in Shazam, the movie. So, Chuck, give me your thoughts on the character of Shazam and the world in which he lives in. I've always liked Shazam. Yeah, man. Um, I actually I like his origin better than Superman. Yeah, because it's every fucking 14-year-old boy's dream. Yep. Weird wizard man in a subway telling you, like, touch my chest and say my name. Yeah. We have, we've all been there. You were an altar boy. Jeez. We've all been there. But, like, yeah, to have a normal child that has these powers of these six gods. Yeah. And, like, to me, that's kind of why I loved, um, when I was a kid, I liked Spider Man. Yeah. Because Peter Parker was a teenager. And then maybe this will thrust a new, age of superhero fans because you know these 10 11 year old boys are like oh look billy batson just like me or they're gonna start approaching homeless bearded men ask yell shazam at him yeah and like give me powers old man he's like no give me money for weed like that's how it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be a real awkward situation in the streets of philadelphia if that's uh <laughs> no i'm with you though like the the story it definitely can empower people yeah um dc for a while didn't have that character um, and I think it was the Flash was the character, essentially, because he was a teen and he got struck by lightning and he was able to become a superhero. But that automatically tells kids like, oh, put steel toe boots on and stand outside naked and hopefully you'll get super speed. He gets struck by that lightning, right? Shazam is is that guy who he goes back to being a kid and like he can like everybody wanted to be an adult when they were a kid, but not for long. Yeah. They wanted to be an adult at like family parties and be like, oh, mate, I'm like 14 Maybe my 19-year-old cousin will slip me a beer. You know what I mean? Then you go back to being a 14-year-old kid. You know what I mean? With Shazam, you could be an adult. So I, the the story's cool. And that's what I love. It's like he's not transformed into this adult. He's only temporary yeah. when he needs to be. So he's still this. And he's, like we said, it's very big-like. Yeah. And, you know, even when he is Shazam, he is this 14-year-old boy. Yeah, voice and all. Voice, hormones. You know he's getting hard when he's seeing Wonder Woman. You know he is. Most people are getting hard when they see Wonder Woman. I get hard. Mira. You see her emerging, soaking wet in a onesie? You know Shazam's popping bones to that. It's just how it is, man. That's what Shazam's all about. He's a 14-year-old kid. I hope they address that. Hope they address that. Like, what if Freddie Freeman's like, what happens when you get a boner? And Zach Levi's like, can't do it. Super suit. (laughs) Right? They tone it down. I don't know. Is that how it works? Yeah. Never seen Superman with a boner? No. 
He banged Lois Lane though and didn't kill her. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that didn't get there. But what about the world? What about the world? Do you like the world? I do. Philadelphia, I do like essentially. I mean, the movie's going to be set in Philadelphia. Yeah, which hits home for us. Yeah, I mean, and it was exterior shot for fi- film affiliate. That's about it. Everything else was Toronto. Yeah, Vancouver. I thought it was Toronto. Maybe, maybe both. Yeah. It was in Canada. Probably both. Canada. It was in a Canadian. Yeah, it was a cold area in the motherland for for half my family. The world to me, man, it's just kind of like what you said. It's a basic human world where you have people who, like, the superheroes already exist. So, like, Freddie Freeman is this huge superhero buff, loves uh, DC comics. Obviously, does not like Marvel comics. Yeah, um, which is unrealistic in the, these day and age because how could you not like Marvel comics? Mm-hmm. But I understand the logic behind it. So you're sitting there looking at it, and you're like, okay, that's me as a 14-year-old kid. As a 30-year-old man, if you're saying, oh, that's me, you might want to reevaluate some <laughs> situations. But it, it, this movie came out at a perfect time, um, and we're going to talk about how this fits into the DCEU, but it's at a perfect time because Aquaman was so lighthearted, yep. but yet serious. Mm-hmm. And you know, DC was really known as the no-joke squad, uh, where it was dark comics. It was a very dark storyline dark knight-esque right where this one is like oh wait it is big and aquaman was really bright and it was funny and there was corny lines to it and that's what made it fun dc comes out and says all right we're gonna do shazam and everyone's like oh no shazam's already gonna fail yeah and it it sucks because like when shazam was announced i was pumped you were pumped we yeah. all knew we were like we start fan casting as soon as the movie is like there, there's a rumor we're fan casting like we're gonna do a fan casting episode in what April for a video game? <laughs> yeah, we're fan casting a video game, which is eventually going to be an animated movie, which is eventually or animated show, which is eventually going to go to a series. Yeah. So maybe in seven years, they'll go back to our fan cast and say, "Oh shit, yeah. Jim and Chuck got it right. We probably won't even podcast by yeah. then." But when Shazam gets announced and they're saying, "All right, this is going to happen," what did you think? I was glad that we were getting a new hero, yeah, and especially Shazam because I like Shazam, but uh, I was surprised because. Of their no joke policy, because it was announced in 2014, and I was like, and they flat out said we don't put jokes in our movies. We're dark, gritty universe, and I'm like, well, are they going to do Shazam dark and gritty? Because that's not Shazam. Shazam is not that Dark Knight type character. No, Shazam's more PG Deadpool like yeah. character. And I'm like, how is that going to fit? So, even though I was happy we were getting Shazam, I was kind of confused because I didn't know where were they, they were going to go with it. Yeah. Because they could to- totally turn it into what Man of Steel was. Oh, yeah. You know, Man of- Superman is a bright character. Even the suit is bright. But they turned it into more of a a drama. And, you know, Superman's got, got a bunch of baggage. We get that. But, like, they're supposed to be that cheesy vibe from Superman. Yep. That's what made the Christopher Reeves and George Reeves stuff all popular fun you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's what he actually made lois and clark a, a hit television show because it was cheesy man it still comes along and they're like all right let's reimagine superman it's kind of like if dc black if like all the movies were dc black label or elsewhere stories lines when this was announced it, it was happening for me it was like yeah this has happened awesome and then it was like it's not gonna happen yeah. you know because dc came out and like we're doing every fucking hero we're gonna do every movie you know, there was a Justice League Dark movie. There was a Flash movie. The Flash movie was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. 
Uh, we're doing Aquaman. We're going to do The Trench. We're doing Black Adam. We're doing Birds of Prey. They're doing all these movies. And I'm just like, okay, it's not going to happen. They're getting too big for their britches. They're trying to set up this universe kind of like what Marvel does. And they're forgetting everything. They're like, oh, Marvel did somebody who flies in space. Let's do a weird team that flies in space. So they did Gal- uh, what Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's do our weird team. And we'll do Suicide Squad. We'll do the new gods. So it's just like they're trying to play catch up. And like Shazam doesn't fit that no it only fits like oh fox and fox and marvel did deadpool so we need to have our version of Deadpool. we need to have that fourth wall breaking but kid-friendly version of deadpool i was on the fence like i wasn't on the fence that it was going to be good but i was on the fence that it was going to happen um you know we keep talking about it and all the news comes out we i mean we just got got confirmation that there's not gonna be a cyborg movie yeah that was scheduled to come out next year and we, we hear that Ezra Miller's contract is uh, running short on – like his days are numbered at DC. And then it comes out that day, same day, that he's going to write the movie. We don't have any – there's no date for it. No. So like when DC came out, I was like, all right, cast him, shoot a trailer, begin production. Then I can gauge my excitement. And now, now we're here. So I kind of talked about this being kind of thrust upon us in mm-hmm. – at the perfect time, right? With Aquaman being light, yeah. right? In terms of fitting in the DC universe, where do you think this fits? And like what Easter eggs are we kind of expecting in this? Well, when they first announced it, I was like, he doesn't fit at all. Now, after seeing the different direction they went with Aquaman, he fits more. Yeah. Because Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman 1 were all dark movies. Yeah. Shazam did not fit in there. No. And you thought Aquaman was going to be the trench movie. Yeah. Essentially, it was just going to be super dark. And Aquaman was the exact opposite of what we thought. For a very good reason. Like, it was great. It had light parts, like you were saying. It was funny. A little cheesy at times, but appropriate. Yeah, like when he says uh, permission to come on board. Yeah. And then, like, the scene where he's in the bar and you think he's going to fight the guy. And the guy pulls out a pink phone saying, I take a selfie with him. Yeah. Like, that was cheesy, but it fit. So, with that, those kind of subtle jokes and subtle lightheartedness, I was like, okay. After I seen the movie, I literally was like, okay, Shazam fits in this universe. Yeah. For, for me, it's it's kind of more of this is a kind of a barometer on where we're at in DC Universe. Yeah. Aquaman was the start to the new future. Um, Wonder Woman 84 got reshoots because Aquaman showed that this was going to be a much different thing. And now they're saying that Wonder Woman is more of an anthology rather than sequels. Did you mm-hmm. see that? No. Like each, it's, it's going to be a separate story that doesn't connect to anything. So there's Cheetah story, boom, 80s. Next one's going to be 90s. Then it's going to be 2000s. The Batman's going back to the 90s. So they really don't know what the fuck they're no, doing. No, they have no idea. Uh, but Shazam for me is we're in a world where we have two DC heroes confirmed. We have Aquaman. And we have Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Shazam comes in and says, okay, where do I start? Like, where does Shazam pick up? Is it after Batman versus Superman? Because we're in a world where no Batman, no Superman. Yeah. And they're both in limbo. So this is the the point where you can kind of just say, okay, we're moving forward. Is Superman going to be a part of this universe right now? Because if Superman is going to be a part of the universe, then you give him that rumored cameo that's going to be in it. Is Batman going to be part of this universe right now? We know Batman exists. We saw the Batarang in Freddy's mm-hmm. room. We saw the doll where they're throwing him, and he's like, I'm Batman. So we know that Batman exists, but we don't know to what extent. Yeah. Do we know that 
are they going to say, oh, well, you know, Batman retired? Mm-hmm. Or is Bruce gone? And maybe this is, I don't know, Terry McGinnis. Yeah. And it's very, very poor future. Like the building was terrible for future. But I want to know where they're going to drop this because you don't know where we're at as fans. You know, we don't know what to kind of hold on to. Like, is the Suicide Squad 2 that's been announced with James Gunn going to be connected to anything that we've seen so far? So, like, is Aquaman going to have to come in front with King Shark? You know what I mean? Are we? Is that ever going to happen? Uh, is the Flash movie going to happen? Is Green Lantern going to happen? What's going to happen with Birds of Prey? Is that attached to Suicide Squad? Because yeah. Harley Quinn may be in both of them. Well, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, is a complete reboot. Yeah. Well, not technically. because They, they, they said it. They're saying that Harley Quinn is still in it. And it's Margot Robbie. So how can we reboot it? And Amanda Waller is still attached as Viola Davis. That's vice versa. What, that's what they said. They said it was a reboot. Well, they're doing a reboot of the cast. Because they got Idris and they yeah. they said, uh, yeah, we don't want Will Smith. They they listened to the public and said, there's too much Will Smith yeah. going on right now. So it's probably like they might just go, okay, what you see in Suicide Squad, forget it, except Margot Robbie. Uh, that's stupid. You can't just wash everything away. You know what I mean? We know that El Diablo is dead. We know that look, what's going on with Katana. Yeah. She wasn't wasted in Suicide Squad. Like, she- she's still usable. Yeah. Um, Jai Courtney is, for lack of better terms, not a good actor. But he's still usable. Um, the Enchantress, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you still have Rick Flagg still available. You still have these characters that are the core of that group. Why would we, re- like, that's saying, like, oh, Slipknot died. We had to reboot everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? We knew Slipknot was going to die. That was stupid. What a waste of a character. Yeah. But then they're like, we're going to reboot it. And this is who we're going to bring Polka Dot Man, right? Uh, rat Catcher. Yeah, Rat Catcher. And Peacemaker. Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker. The only one I'm really excited, King Shark. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be Batista. But no, no he's no. going to play Peacekeeper. Yeah. Or Peacemaker. Peacemaker. What the fuck? Who's next? Kite Man and Condiment King? Catch up, lad? Armful off boy. At, at this point, it's more realistic. He would fit. He's a more notable. And James Gunn mentioned. He's a more notable name than Polka Dot Man. I'm actually excited for Polka Dot Man. Stupid. So stupid. I know he's popular in the Lego game. But. So stupid. James Gunn actually is where I've. Like, I got my love for Far yeah. From Off Boy. Yeah, you can't even get the name out. You're so in love with yeah. him. So maybe, maybe we get Armful Off Boy. Listen, man, and this is a spoiler for Doom Patrol, but I said if I got Animal, Vegetable, Mineral Man, I'd be set. And I got him. So anything <laughs> is possible. So we could get it. But if DJ Qualls is not Ratcatcher, I'm out on this movie. <laughs> Yeah, he could, he would be perfect. Right? You know who's going to be Ratcatcher? Sean Gunn. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and Jamon Huss, who's going to be in it. You know, he's just going to get all Karen. Karen Gillian's no, going to be. No, um, they said Ratcatcher's going to be a woman. Okay, they're going to gender bend. Karen Gillian is going to be Ratcatcher. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I love her. So by all means, put her in there. But the thing about Shazam when it was announced and then how it fits in was. Who's going to play Shazam? Yeah. That was the big thing. We had fan cast it, and I'm pretty sure you and I both were like, um, John Cena. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the one. Zach Levi gets casted, and he's the first person to be in both Marvel and DC, which I'm correct, right? No. Who? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. No, no. In the MCU and the DCEU, in the major ones. Yeah. Yeah, he's the first one, because he played Frondale in yes. Thor. Like. DC's just like, oh, let's get all the Thor throwaway characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Heimdall is now Deadshot. 
So, and then Korath is now Shazam, the wizard. Yeah. So they got three guys in the upcoming two movies that have been in both, right? Well, I, no. Shimon Hansu was the first one because of Aquaman, Fisher King. Yeah. Fisherman King. But Zachary Levi joins him as both. And what do you think of the cast? Um, He was not on my radar. No. I don't think it was on anybody's not radar. at all. And then I was like, they were exactly Levi. I was like, really? Because like John Cena to me is Shazam. <laughs> he didn't even have to work out for Shazam. No. And to me, John Cena, like, I picture him a short man. He's not really. I think he's like 6'2". He's 6'2". Zachary Levi is 6'4". Yeah, Zachary Levi. I think Levi, he's about my height. So, but like. And about my build at that point. Yeah. He was like dad bod, chubby fat. And then like, I know him from Chuck. Yeah. And from Frandell. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't say, I could not picture it. And I'm still on the fence. Like the trailer looks good. And he's believable, but like I want to see the movie more before. But like I just I could have picked five different. I could have picked a hundred actors. Yeah, man, and John- not one of them would have been Zachary Levi. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was higher on my yeah. wish board than Zachary Levi, and I love Zach Levi because he's a geek. He knows character. He knows this world. He knows these characters. He knows the fans. He knows the how toxic we can be, and he knows just how to be a good dude. Like well, when he was cast. It was like what a couple months before is when he was doing that drunk. No, that was dude. That that show has not been on in like three years. Really? Yeah, Geeks Who Drink. I thought it was like two years ago when they announced it. No, that shit hasn't been on in like five years. No, way. It's, no, I'm telling you, really? it's been off for years. It's still an event. Like that was an event that just got a TV show because I tweeted Zach Levi about it, and the event was like, nah, bro, like don't even come at Zach Levi like that. We're still out here, and I was like, oh, too hot. Came in way too hot, my friends, geeks who drink. But I, I can't be part of that. I don't drink. No. But he he hasn't he hadn't been doing anything. He did fucking Lost World or Ragnarok. That was the last thing he did. Yeah, and he was in it for 10 seconds. Yeah, he got killed. Yep. Spoiler alert for 2016 Thor movie. It was a, it was a casting where I was like, huh, okay. Because I was just waiting for John Cena to be casted. You know, you look at him, you're like, oh, that's a superhero. And he's like, he speaks like a child. Maybe he was just like a dick in the audition and like kind of was like, I need this role. I am this role. And then you know what? Like, I don't see Shazam being, you, you don't need to be a thespian. No. Like, you can not be the greatest actor. And John Cena, like, John Cena is actually really funny. Yeah, but he's not a good actor. But he's not a good actor. Not a good actor. But I'm like. He's not, he's not the rock. No. But I'm like, like, is the rock can pull off dramatic stuff like. John yeah. Cena is funny. Yeah, he's he no, was funny in Blockers. He was funny in Sisters. I don't think he's at a point where he could lead a major motion picture right now. I'm not saying that that's out in the future. I saw The Marine and I saw Twelve Blocks, and they were good, but they're not Shazam. He where, wasn't bad in Bumblebee. Yeah, but he wasn't the lead. What I'm saying, like yeah. he was the lead in those two movies. Yeah. What I'm saying is like he's not ready for this magnitude of a lead. Yeah. He's he's going to be. I mean, it takes reps, so he's going to get there. And The Rock wasn't a leading man, right off of wrestling. No. I saw, uh, what's that movie uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar that he was in? Uh, Scotland, or you know what I'm talking about. Justin Timberlake's in it. It's like Scotland Yards or something. Uh, he was in Be Cool. No, it was like this futuristic movie. It had like a killer cast. Oh, it was so it was so bad. But to the Shazam cast, the Zachary Levi Shazam casting... To me, is there is DC saying 
this is our Chris Pratt, this is our Chris Evans. Yeah. Somebody you wouldn't imagine being a superhero and is now a superhero. And Zach Levi is a pretty damn good actor. I uh, I like what he does. Chuck yeah. was really good. Um, I haven't seen him in much, but he's great in Chuck. And I'm I'm looking forward to Shazam. So was there anybody else that you preferred and besides John Cena? No, John Cena was mine. So only John Cena. Yep. Can I tell you that there was a list of people who were considered? I'm sure uh, I will. Half of the people I don't know. Uh, Jack Jake McDorman. You ever heard of him? Nope. Parker Young. Nope. Is that the kid who's in, in line for He-Man? I don't know. Okay. Well, he was considered. Uh, Joshua Sace. S-A-S-S-E. Never heard of him? No. Derek Feller. Know him. That's Exo yep. Man of War. Uh, and he was supposed to be Mr. Immortal in... Um, what new warriors yeah that's not happening no. that's gone maybe dc plus or disney plus maybe who knows and then john cena were the front runners and i feel like it was the it was the not the the audition process where john cena might have, he kind of comes off like a douchebag in real life yeah you ever listen to interviews with him yeah you see the way he dresses i'm not trying to bully a guy <laughs> who can kick the shit out of me but he's not uh i don't know he just comes off kind of like a dick I I couldn't think of anybody else besides John Cena. Like I typed the question and I'm like, who would have been Shazam? Like who did I think? And like I was like, could John Krasinski be Shazam? Yeah, of course. Uh could, you know, Army Hammer be Shazam? Of course. That's who the rock wanted. Man. Could yeah, could you see Army Hammer or Shazam? No. I don't think he has a I don't think he could do comedy. Well that's a th- He's a great actor, Army Hammer. Well he tried the Man from Uncle was kind of a comedy. That was awful. He was sucked in that. That movie was trash. But like when, because The Rock was cast as Black Adam way before yeah. Shazam. So of course I was like, John Cena and The Rock. Boom. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it builds up to a WrestleMania type yeah. feud. And you're definitely. And, and they're great. They're both great on the mic. So that works. And like, you'll be comfortable because The Rock and John Cena have worked together. Yep. Maybe. John Cena and The Rock don't like each other. Maybe the hate is real. Because if you have The Rock, who knows in one year or two years, he's going to have to square off with whoever plays Shazam, and he doesn't endorse John Cena and goes Army Hammer, maybe that's saying something. You know what I mean? Is Army Hammer ever going to be a superhero? I hope not. He's on the short list for everybody. Batman, Green Lantern, Shazam, Superman. He was cast as Batman. Yeah, you you don't want him as a superhero? No, I don't like him. Really? Yep. I think he's a good actor. He's a damn good actor. Nah. Um, is he a superhero? He's got the build. I think he's like 6'6". Six, six. He's a big dude. Um, I can see him as a superhero. I'm just not waiting for that moment to yeah. happen. I can see, He's more of a DC superhero. What if he gets cast as Hercules in um, The Eternals? Nah, I can't see that. Well, what if he does? Would you still be on board with it? And say, oh, I have to trust Marvel? Because we talked about this in text. Yes. The rumor is Luke Evans is going to play Hercules in The Eternals. Would you trust Marvel? And that's what you said. I'll trust Marvel because I said I trust Marvel. Would you trust Marvel with Army Hammer? I don't know. That might be the first casting that I hate. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't like him. Ugh. He can't, They cast T.I. I like T.I. This in is the second time T.I. has come up on this podcast. But in that role, T.I. fits. Yeah. I'm watch. There's gonna be a movie where you're like, "Oh damn, Army Hammer's real good." I know you didn't see "Call Me by Your Name," and you shouldn't, but you probably will. It's gonna be one of your fucking podcast episodes. Yeah, but, but was it ever number one? I don't think so. I don't know. 
I don't know. Practical Magic was number one. This one was nominated for an Oscar. I'm pretty sure that this is a. That doesn't mean a lot of those movies that Oscar were not number one. Green Book was never number one. Who? Green Book. Yeah. Well, that to me, that's not the movie of the year. But I digress. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the movie. And by the way, that rock movie is called Southland Tales. Oh yeah. That's so bad. So bad. Um, the movie we're talking about, Shazam. It's directed by David F. Sandberg, a.k.a. Pony Smasher on Instagram. Uh, and he created or directed the Conjuring uh, storyline for Annabelle creation. He also did Lights Out. Yeah, he did Lights Out. And Lights ca- Out was great. And I'm pretty sure a character from Lights Out is meant to cameo in this. An actor. No, it said a character. Character? Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's like an Easter egg where he like includes... Maybe Annabelle is going to be featured in the Bats in Room. What if it's... Uh... The blind guy from all. What's what's his name? Uh, Stephen Lang. Yeah. Could you imagine if it's Stephen Lang? I like it, Stephen Lang. Watch watch them just be watching Lights Out, and that's what you see. Yeah. That's not Lights Out. That's Don't Breathe. Is it? Oh, yeah, Lights Out is up. a scary movie. Got me all pumped up that Stephen Lang from Avatar fame was about to be in uh, Shazam. I got that mixed up. All right, so we have Zach Levi. He's Shazam. He's not going to be Billy Batson because Billy Batson's fourteen year old boy. Yeah. That's played by. Asher Angel. Sounds like a made-up name. I know who he is. Sounds like a figure skater. He's from Annie Mac. Of course he is. Is that a Disney show? Yeah. Of course he is. I like that show. Of course you do. I do, actually. Then we have the probably the biggest casting, even bigger than Zachary Levi, is Mark Strong, who's playing Dr. Thaddeus Sivana, who's an inventor who became obsessed with unlocking secrets of magic, and he, created, he was created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck from Wiz Comics Number 2, and has some really cool powers, but they're really spoilerific. And I don't want to talk about how he gets the powers yeah. and how he unlocks the magic because it's very, very spoilery. Then we got Jamon Hansu, uh, who's making a cameo in the third episode this month. <laughs> Fourth episode because he was in the March preview. Was he? Yeah, because we talked about Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. So he's been in four episodes this month, and I think we've only done four episodes. <laughs> So congratulations, Jamon Hansu. You win March. Uh, he plays the wizard Shazam. Then we have Cooper Andrews, uh, Jerry from The Walking Dead. I'm excited about that. Yeah, who plays Victor Vasquez, uh, the foster father. Then we got Marta Milanis, who plays Rosa Vasquez, the foster mother. Then we got the, the foster kids. And um, this is kind of alluding to a family called the Marvel family. We talked about it. That's as far as I'm going to go with it, as far as the, the Marvel family. Because uh, it's a pretty cool storyline, and hopefully we get to see it. And uh, most of these characters... Uh, aren't the original Marvel car- uh, family. I don't know if you've looked into the Marvel family. Most of them are from the New 52 version. Yeah. So, and who is very important in the New 52 version? Jeff Johns, who's, I think, executive producer of this movie. Jeff Johns. So we'll see. We got uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. He's from It, right? Yes. I feel like all these kids. He played Eddie. Yeah, I feel like all these goddamn kids are from It. <laughs> um, and he plays Freddie Freeman. He's Billy's foster brother, superhero enthusiast, and he is disabled. They made sure on Wikipedia and IMDb to say that he was disabled. So he's your disabled character in the movie. Then you got Grace Fulton, who plays Mary Broomfield, the den mother of the foster kids. Ian Chen, from your favorite show, Fresh Off the Boat, plays Eugene Choi. Uh, He's a foster brother who enjoys technology. Uh, You got Hovan Arman, who plays Pedro Pena, the foster brother. And then Faith Herman, who plays Darla Dudley and the youngest of the foster kids. So uh, the Vasquez family has a very, very eclectic family. Yes. I am telling you, man, this is the most multicultural family (laughs) in Philadelphia, uh, and you don't hear anything about the Vasquez family on the news. So they must be doing something right, Chuck. 
What do you think of the supporting cast? Um, you know, there's a lot of young kids. Uh, so this is right up your alley. You're a Disney <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. You love all these kids that have probably been in Alley and AJ or Alley Mac. Um, you know, DuckTales 3D. The only I don't one, know what the the only one I recognize is Bunked. the kid from um, Fresh Old Boot. I bet you Faith Herman was in Bunked. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. sure she was. And then, because um, the kid that plays Eugene is hilarious. Yeah, Ian Chen. Oh, yeah. He's he's funny as hell. Is he the one who wants to be a rapper? No, he is. Oh, he's the smart one. He's the smart one who, like, joins the PTO and, like, the Neighborhood Watch. Okay. He's he's funny as hell, um, but I, I'm I'm glad he's in it. And then uh, Asher Angel, I know him from the show Andy Mac. Your favorite show? I I I do like that show a lot. I haven't seen it in a while. That's the next podcast you're gonna start doing. The uh, Chuck's Adventures in Andy Mac. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Ag watches it, so, of course. You know, I she's a child. Lot. Yeah. Um, but it's bonding between me and her. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that, and then um, I love that we got Mark Strong again. Yeah. Because I think he was a very bright spot in Green Lantern. Yeah, he's awesome as Sinestro. Yeah. Kind of bummed that he's not returning as Sinestro. And, and Oh, what if this is a big twist and he's actually Sinestro? That'd be pretty cool. And he's like, fuck Dr. Savannah. Boom. Purple magenta. I mean, I love Mark. And he always plays, like, the Kingsman movies, he wasn't. But everything else, he always plays a bad guy. Yeah, because he's a good bad guy. Even in the Jaguar commercial, he plays a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, he was great. He was great as Lord Blackwell. And Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And, like, he just plays a good bad guy. Kind of like how we were talking about Ben Mendelsohn. How always plays a good bad guy. Yeah, and come to find out, Ben Mendelsohn is a 90s sitcom dad in, <laughs> in, in Captain Marvel. So, who knows? Maybe Dr. Savannah is going to actually turn to be a good guy. But I, This is all prelude to Mr. Mick I, li- I like the supporting cast. Yeah, it's a solid cast. Um, you know, you got a bunch of adults. Yeah. Good adults, good cast members and the adults. Kids, I don't know. So, yeah. I don't think I'm going to see a lot of them. Well, I will see a lot of them because have, you know, they're, they're setting up a good future. Uh, if this is successful, which I, I believe it was tracking 40 mil for its opening weekend, which by movie standards, great opening weekend. By Captain Marvel standards, not good at all because yeah. that earned $110 million more than what they're <laughs> tracking for. So I'm really hoping that Shazam really takes off. Let's go to the story. And this is kind of where it fits into the whole DCEU. Uh, after Steppenwolf's invasion, Billy Batson, a troubled 14-year-old orphan living in the mean streets of Philadelphia, is set up to move into a new foster home, his seventh. Uh, with the Vasquez family and their other five foster kids, one day, Billy gets on a subway car and finds himself transported to a different realm where an ancient wizard giving him, or gives him the powers to transform into a godlike adult superhero by uttering the word Shazam. Billy and his new foster brother, Freddie Freeman, must discover Billy's new powers and how to use them to prevent the villain, Thaddeus Sivana, who has powers of his own from committing nefarious acts. What do you think about the nefarious acts and storyline that we have coming into Shazam? I like, again, I like the origin story. Storyline is dope. Yep. It is on point. It's a good origin story. Uh, and it looks like it's not playing around. It looks like it's going to give you a, B, and C, and hopefully C is a setup to Black uh, Black Adam. I was going to say to Black Panther. Yeah. Not going to happen. And honestly, every time you say Freddie Freeman, I think of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Freddie Freeman, I mean, is a uh, is a great 
comic book name. It's a very Marvel yeah. comic book name. And to Billy think, Batson, Freddie yeah, Freeman, you know, Asher Angel, real name actually. Yeah. Uh, so he was, you know, maybe Stanley uh, influenced his parents to name him <laughs> that. Is that his real name? Asher Angel, yeah. yeah. Is it is it not like Ashley Angel Parker from like O Town? I don't know. Ain't I don't know. No, I, it's Ashley Parker Angel. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I, his name. I mean Asher. I get Angel. Does sound like a stage name. I I, I hope hope that's a stage name. I mean, unless he, he's David Boreanaz. His dad's name's like Lord Angel. <laughs> what is Chris Angel? Oh dad. God, if his dad is Chris Angel, mind freak. <laughs> this whole this movie is going downhill. <laughs> Oh my God! What if Doctor Savannah was Chris Angel Mind Freak, and Freddie Freeman just says, "No, you cannot go to your dad." And Billy Batson says, "I'm not even Billy Batson. I'm Asher Angel." And it turns into like a real what fourth he, wall. What breaking. if he finds out the whole time, like his foster family, front, like he don't know who his parents are, and he finds out it's it's it. His his dad's Chris Angel. Oh my God! And it was all an illusion. Yeah. He was being mind freaked. Yeah, I'd be on board. Oh my god, nails going through people's eyes. I'd be fucking on board and I would be so fucked up after watching this movie. I wouldn't know what would happen. I'd go to El- uh, Las Vegas. I have to watch magic. And you know what magic does to me. You hate magic. This, no, I don't hate it. I just don't understand it. Let's talk the footage. They've released two and a half trailers, some TV spots. Uh, in, in my mind, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to agree with me. The footage gets better and better. Uh, first trailer was funny. Yeah. Second trailer was even funnier. And TV spots are great, like where he's like walking and he's like, I'd like to buy your finest beer. Yeah. And the emo chick's like, all right, dude, like, what are you cosplaying? And, it, you know, they're showing just enough of the story to get people engaged. But they're not – see, and this is exact opposite of what we normally talk about with DC. They're not showing a lot. It doesn't even look like they want to release this movie. It it It's really like they have shown – they they're showing a lot of the same footage, just cut differently. Yeah. Like they're looking for a lair over – like the edge of a cliff over water. Yeah. Like what? A lair? Could you imagine going to like – Weikert and saying I'd like a lair. Yeah, they, and that was a funny part when they're sitting in a real estate agent. They're like, "Yeah, overlooking a cliff," and it was it was the comedy's on point. Yeah, because you got a comedian Zach Levi to be in there. Yeah, if you would have got John Cena, I feel like it would have been forced. Probably if you would have got Chris Angel, you would have definitely been forced. <laughs> Could you imagine the eyeliner on Shazam if Chris Angel? I, I'm just picturing. Chris Angel turning into Shazam. I really open up a can of worms. Well, no, you, I hope some of our listeners start to fan art this, <laughs> and this goes on like Reddit Wikipedia page or Reddit. What do they call them? Threads? They go on Reddit. I don't know the internet. They go on Reddit threads, and like there's a bunch of fanfic where Chris Angel just yells Shazam in Las Vegas and is just in Philly now. Got a hood on. <laughs> it's got bedazzled crosses. His suit's got affliction written on it. So any of our listeners that yeah, send it to Active Geek Productions. <laughs> At gmail.com. I will fucking post the hell out of that. Um, I totally agree about the trailers. It's yeah. all the same footage cut differently. Um, and, you know, it kind of looks like they don't trust it. Because Aquaman got like 9,000 trailers, 85,000 TV spots. They were putting TV spots on like the young and the restless because they knew what target audience to go for. <laughs> they were like, oh, we're putting this on telenovel- uh, telenovelas. Like, oh, you see Jason Momoa? He looks Spanish. You're all hot and wet. Here you go. Get ready for it. This one, it's like, oh, it's on Cartoon Network. Well, tell your tell your friends, kids. What was your favorite scene? I I like when he just walks up and he punches Doctor Savannah and he gets his ass kicked and then he goes and just zaps a bus and saves the bus. My favorite scene is when Billy Batson is on top of the rooftop. Yeah, and he's walking slowly and then starts running. Yeah, and he kind of like leaps and he jumps off of the building and yells Shazam. Yeah. 
instantly turns into Shadam and then flies away. Yeah, that's a cool shot. Um, Comedic-wise, I really like when he's like, and your cell phone's charged, and your mm-hmm. cell phone's charged, and like when he thanks them for not being robbed. Yeah. Or, like, that's cool. Like I, I like the first trailer got me really pumped for it. I like when also he's walking out and he's like, I am a superhero. Yeah. And like that hits on these ladies and he's like, yes, yeah, Captain Sparklefingers. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see when they really name him Shazam. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it's it's a very easy name. Shazam. Yeah. It's an app to download or to figure out what movies music. or song, music. It was a show. Well, it was a black genie too named Kazam. No, but it was a, um, they made a show off of the app Shazam. Real? Oh, yeah, with Jamie Foxx. With Fox. Jamie Foxx, where you basically, and his daughter was the DJ. Yeah, stupid. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, they probably got a cease and desist. If we know anything about DC, <laughs> there was a cease and desist in, involved in this. Let's talk expectations, and do you have any for this movie? Um, as always, I'm going to go to Origin Story. Okay. That's going to be the first shirt we have in Patreon. As always, I want a good origin story. We should just rename our podcast to a good origin story Dash podcast. Chuck. No, you can create a new one and you can come <laughs> up with it. Um, I'm expecting to be very light and fun. Like, that's what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting a whole lot. Because you saw the trailers, right? Yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. I think both check marks are right there. I just hope that's not all we get. You know what I mean? I, I want more comedy. I want more lightheartedness. Yeah. You know, I just. I kind of want this to be like the the Deadpool of DC, mm-hmm. like but kid friendly, like where they're it's kind of breaking the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall, letting it know that's a movie. Uh, if that makes any sense, it's very counterintuitive to my thought. But I also want it to be a movie that is going to give a better understanding to the viewer of where DC is going. You know, I've kind of kind of said this is the barometer. Mm-hmm. Like if this is bad, then you don't have faith in DC anymore, right? I mean, Aquaman was really good, but yeah. then they're like, oh, this could be bad. This could break everything again. It means like one, two out of every 15 movies is going to be good. Yeah. So you got to kind of have a little faith, but I want, I want more villains to be introduced, more DC characters, Wonder Woman or Aquaman. I want to lead in to other movies. You know what I mean? Uh, it says it's after Steppenwolf. So Aquaman and Wonder Woman still exist in this universe. Well, Freddy is wearing an Aquaman shirt. Yeah. And he has a batter, but he has a Ben Affleck batarang in his room. Sure. And he also, it has a newspaper clipping of Superman. Yeah, so that all exists. So if Henry Cavill walks through, then I'm on board. Like, this is great. Like, show me a little cameo. But in terms of villains, you know, we have Dr. Savannah. I think a, pe- a lot of people were expecting Black Adam to be the main villain because he, was. he's the big foe. It's kind of like Aquaman got Black Manta and Orm. Uh, but there's some other villains being introduced in this movie as well. Uh, and that is the Seven Deadly Sins. We're going to get those. We kind of already seen the statues. Uh, and they did a really good job with the statues in the uh, train terminal. Shazam, the wizard, old, old man Shazam, captures these these sins, which are um, pride, envy, lust, wrath, gluttony, and sloth. And they're all demons. And he turns them into like cartoony statues. And we see that they're going to break out of those statues and side with Dr. Savannah. So we're going to see Shazam not only fight like this is a great coming of age superhero story. Yeah. It's kind of like where the Into the Spider-Verse was for me, where you're seeing a character grow up right for, for your eyes because like you said before billy batson is in shazam shazam is a, still a 14 year old boy in a 36 year old man's body so he's gonna have to fight a super villain plus a team of super villains six six of them right seven of them goddamn seven deadly sins he's gonna have to fight all of them uh, and that's pretty tough for one man to fight eight 
supervillains. Yeah. It also kind of leads to some spoilerific topics that you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going to be a team joining Shazam. Yeah. Maybe. There's a lot of uh, unspecified roles out there. I know you have a theory. Yes. Um, are you surprised that Black Adam wasn't the main villain in this movie? I definitely was. Really? Because Shazam is a lesser known character. We yep. know him. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Black Adam is a lesser known character too, essentially. But to get in a, the rock yeah. in the movie will bring people yeah. – will put it's, seats in – will put butts in theaters. Yeah. I mean, he got me to see Skyscraper. Yeah. i seen it. Yeah, it's enough. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I saw it in theaters. I seen it on on demand yep. for free, probably. Yep. So of it was course, HBO. Yeah, it was worth the free subscription to HBO. Yeah, I paid like fourteen dollars for it. I want um, that money back. But Black Adam is like Shazam's Lex Luthor. Yeah. So I, I always know Black Adam because of Shazam. Sh- Shazam. So I, of course, when they said Shazam, I was like, okay, it's going to be Black Adam, and they said, oh, it's going to be The Rock. Perfect. Yeah. You get a big name star like The Rock, put him in the movie, you can get a lesser known Shazam, boom, there you go. Yeah. I'm completely on the opposite page. Uh, I'm not surprised at all, and I'm glad they didn't do it, because the build-up to their meeting has to be huge. Uh, it's like what Man of Steel did. Man of Steel introduced Zod. Mm-hmm. They didn't go right off the bat and say, this is Lex Luthor, uh, this is Brainiac, this is Doomsday. You know, they didn't introduce those. You have to work your way up. So, you know, Dr. Savannah, Seven Deadly Sins, these are mini-bosses. Black Adam is the main boss. So you have to work through the mini bosses just to get to the main boss. It also prolongs the universe. It gives you a chance to say, all right, Black Adam's in the future. We know what we're working towards. Let's do Shazam's sequel. Maybe Uncle Dudley's in it. Maybe Mr. McPizzik. Maybe some other weird supervillains. Maybe Arm Fall Off Boy's in it. And then you work your way up to the third one, the trilogy, with Black Adam. They meet after both of their second movies. Big moment. And who knows, maybe Superman and Shazam team up and fight Black Adam. You know, there was a rumor that Black Adam wasn't even going to appear in his solo movie first. He was going to be the villain in Suicide Squad. Yes. Back in that, I mean, that was when David Ayer was still attached uh, and not James Gunn. And it wasn't wherever it is, like a reboot. Um, so I get it. I'm glad they didn't do it. Would The Rock have filled seats? Of course. Would it? Would they be tracking for much more than $40 million in their opening? Of course. But I don't want to waste a rock in one movie yeah. because you can't just like the hero can't let the villain live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Aquaman left Black Manta to die, essentially. And Orm was redeemed. Black Adam, you're not going to redeem. You know what I mean? And you're not going to kill him. You can't kill a character off like the rock in a two hour movie. Yeah. So I'm glad they did that. Um, what do you think about the rumored cameos? There's a rumored Superman cameo, maybe a Black Adam cameo. Do we get those? Do we get any other DCEU characters cameo in there? Where are you? Um, I don't think we see any other DC characters. Okay, so no big guys. No, um, Superman. I I have a, th- a theory. Yeah, man, you've been. You remember Charlie in the uh, Always Sunny episode where he's in the mailroom? Yeah, you are Charlie in the mailroom right now. Um, I don't think this would happen, but it'd be really cool. So, I could talk about this one guy, right? Is it DJ Contra? Yes. By all means, okay. talk about DJ Contra. So DJ Contra is an unspecified role. There's two theories I have. One I'm not going to talk about. Well, the one is a spoiler. And yep. if you're listening, tune out for just two seconds. The spoiler is that DJ Contra, Ross Butler, Adam Brody, they're all going to be members of the Marvel family. Yes. I have to get it out there. I couldn't hold on yeah. to it. That that it is that's what we think. Yeah. Um But your theory, back to the non spoilers, DJ Contra. Yes. DJ Contra, 
was actually cast as Superman in the 2008 failed movie Justice League Mortal by George Miller. Yeah. Now, DJ Contra, I think, is a little old to be Superman now. Do people even know DJ Contra? He sounds like a video game character. He does. Um, the only thing I know him from? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Did he play Flint? Yes. Yeah. So. It's good G.I. Joe knowledge from yeah. me right there. I knew Flint. So, DJ Contra, could he be Superman? Um, he, he was cast as Superman once before. I could be Superman. Fucking put me. I lived close but to Philly. DJ Contra is 38. I don't know if they would give him that role at that age especially when they want to do a batman who's younger yeah which is weird like if that they want a younger batman and it's in 1990s what's the sense you can get a 40 year old batman for the new the current age yeah. uh, they're all so ass backwards so you think you you have a weird theory that would be cool if they prove it that they tied in the george miller stuff and superman could appear as dj contra but you don't think it's going to happen no i i'm that's kind of my rabbit hole like how you go down yeah, deep oh, in a rabbit hole i go deep and, Balls uh, deep in the rabbit holes. I mean, there's also someone else cast it from the George Miller. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Haven't, who, se- haven't seen him since OC. No. He was cast as the Flash. Yeah. I'd rather have him in the Flash as Ezra Miller. I mean, honestly, he still works as the Flash. He, I don't, I, again, I haven't seen him since like 2007, but Ben McKenzie hasn't aged from no. the OC. I'm sure Adam Brody hasn't aged from the OC. Wasn't he in like Crank, the reboot with uh, Rupert Crint? Or Startup. He was, I think he was in Startup with Martin Freeman uh, from Crackle. Whatever. He's in it. That's great. Um, I want to see Black Adam at least get mentioned. Like, not even by name. Like, his kingdom can be mentioned. Kondok. Yeah, they could just say Kondok, and I'd be like, okay, he's established. Boom, we're going to go there. Yeah. They could say there's an evil dictator, metahuman, because that's what they're kind of trying to say all these people are. Uh, there's an evil metahuman in Kondok. We're good. And his name's Prince Adam. That's all they could say. And I'm like, He-Man? And, but it's yeah. not going to be He-Man. But if, if they make a reference to him, I'm set. Um, I'd be pumped if he was in it as like a secret scene. Not going to happen. Uh, Superman cameo uh, would be a smart move because I think it, not like in the movie, but at the end, like Easter egg or like super or like a secret scene because it will calm the nerves of the fans of DC comics and movies by saying Henry Cavill is still here because he's kind of playing with our emotions. He's been posting stuff like I'm done as Superman, then posting stuff like, look, I'm working out next to a Superman statue. I'm coming back. So I think that would kind of calm the nerves because a lot of people are like, DC doesn't know what they're doing. They don't have a Batman. They don't have a Superman. And they're their A players. So if they do that, I think it's kind of smart and to prove like, hey, look, we're listening. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm fine with that. Let's talk end credit scene. Do we get one? And what do you think it is? I think we do. Okay. I think it has to refer to Black Adam and Conduct. It would make sense, right? I mean, maybe not show him. But definitely, I think it has to be Conduct. Yeah. It has to be. I. I feel like it, it should be. I feel like it won't be. I feel like it's going to be like something that ties into the next movie because they haven't even announced production on Black Adam. So, like, I think it's going to be like a teaser to Birds of Prey or like Wonder Woman. I mean, I'd be disappointed, but DC kind of does that, you know, where it's like, oh, here you go. It's kind of like what Venom was like, oh, here's six minutes of a movie you're going to see in two months. Yeah. Like, what if this is just a trailer for Birds of Prey? It would be very lackluster. This is where I think that Superman cameo comes in, though. Maybe, like, he... I mean, it'd be really cool if Wonder Woman shows up in this and says, hey, notice there's another superhero or The Flash or somebody. Somebody's watching and says, I notice there's another superhero in here. I mean, who's established? Uh, Aquaman. Maybe Aquaman shows up. I mean, Jason Momoa and Zachary Levi together. 
the the, the I'm saying stadium like I'm watching movies in fucking Wimbledon. Uh, the movie theater is going to be flooded if this happens. But he comes in, he says, Could really use you on the team. Recruit some as the Justice League. Yeah. Boom, you're done. I mean, for what we did with the last Captain Marvel, we'll probably get everything wrong. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot wrong. A lot. Tons wrong. <laughs> like everything. Like almost <laughs> literally everything. It's like, I don't even want to do previews anymore. That's how much we got wrong. And we probably got a lot wrong here. But that's our Shazam episode. Uh, you have until April 5th. It comes out Fandango uh, February or March 24th or 23rd. Uh, and then everywhere in theaters, like April 4th, April 5th. So watch it either tomorrow or go back in time and watch it tomorrow. Uh, watch it in April. Let us know what you what you thought of it on all of our social medias. And that's Twitter, ActiveGeek underscore. Instagram, the Active Geek, Facebook, the Active Geek Podcast. We have a website, ActiveGeekProductions.com, where you can support all the Active Geek Productions. That's the Galaxy Wars Podcast every Monday. We're doing one, I promise, this week. Uh, where we talk a bunch of stuff, a lot of geek stuff. Uh, you have Ventures of Binks and the Beard, which is coming back. You got the Box Office Flashback Podcast, which is out two episodes deep. We got Top Gun and Practical Magic, and that's Chuck's solo expedition. And it's a quick listen. It's like nine minutes each. Uh, you can yeah, there are many episodes. You could literally take a poop and listen to Chuck, and he could be the soundtrack on your to your poop. Yeah, sure. Why not? It, it works. Um, Galaxy Wars has a Patreon. You can support them, uh, uh, support us on Patreon. I think that goes to the network. We also have a Google Voice line where you can uh, leave voicemails. Uh, we're going to give more information on that next episode because that's going to be network wide as two. Um, we're on all the podcast directories. We are now uh, Active Geek and Galaxy Wars are now on Spotify. So you can stream us on Spotify. You don't need to have anything else. Listen to us at your work. Let everybody know we're out there. We curse, but let us know we're out there. Follow Chuck on Instagram. I'm going to do it because he forgets his handle, even in his own goddamn episodes. It's Chuck at underscore the active geek, AG cosplay on Instagram, box office uh, flashback on Instagram for his podcast. Anything else you want to plug? Did yeah, get- also uh, box office flashback one on Twitter. Okay, Chuck is big on numbers on his uh, on his uh, handles and his email. It's like the old like 1996 email. I- you could have literally just said box office podcast and you were like, you threw numbers in, which is great. Um, but follow us all on there. Listen to support the network. We are a family. It's literally four guys with four podcasts, yeah. uh, three of which I'm on. So just support <laughs> us. If you hate me, then just listen to Chuck's episode because he's the only one doing it. Uh, so follow us on all that. See Shazam. Uh, support our Patreon, support our phone number that we're going to be giving out next week, and leave some crazy-ass uh, voicemails that we're going to play on our episode. And for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we will be back next week with Dumbo, uh, the greatest episode to ever grace this microphone. Uh, but we are out for now. See ya.